Pleased to welcome Cody Stamen from the UFC, and uh, we're really looking forward to UFC 270. It's him against Saeed Nurmagomedov. Hi, how are you? I hope the family in you is safe and healthy, and you've got all your jabs and your boosters, and things are looking uh, good. These are troubled times we live in. Yeah, they are. They really are. Yeah, yeah. I've uh, taken so many COVID tests over the last 24 hours, and blow your mind. Well, I can imagine. It's it's been a while. But I have to take you back to your fight against Brian Kelleher a week after your 18-year-old brother passed away. You beat Brian in three rounds. I remember watching that fight and just being very, very moved. And there was so much respect from the fraternity for you, uh, Cody. And your fans in India, uh, you know, really our heart went out to you. Would you be able to describe your emotions and what you went through there? I mean, definitely the toughest experience in my life. I put a lot of pressure on myself that fight. With everything that was going on, you know, there was a lot of people that were you know, kind of telling me maybe, maybe now is not a great time to fight. But I felt like my brother was one of my biggest fans. He was, he was absolutely, he absolutely lived for it. And I just felt like I couldn't not do something that he cared so much about. So I, I mean, I decided to fight and it was a, it was a horribly intense emotional experience. I mean, in, after the fight and after the win, I mean, that was kind of, that was the easy part, right? The, it's it's when you go home it's when you go home it's when you go home and you deal with all the real life stuff and you're alone that's when it gets hard that's when you know really really feel the weight of losing someone so i mean for me it, it really didn't hit me until long after ufc 250 of kind of the gravity of what had happened you're one of the champions of the sport uh, but you know there are the ups and the downs uh, your last fight was in may of last year against valishvili it didn't go too well cody how do you reflect back on that fight what do you instinctively know that you could have done better with? I just, I took a game plan out the window. I mean, I got emotional. I took the game plan out the window and I was really just aiming to land a big shot and knock him out instead of doing what I, what I knew to do to win. And that's probably the first time in the cage where I just, I walked away knowing that uh, I had every tool to win uh, and it, I just didn't do what I knew I had to do to win. And it was a, it was an extremely just frustrating experience for me because I look at Murab and I don't think that in any aspect of MMA that he's better than me. I think that he just fought better than me that night. And that's one of the things about MMA that's so hard is that, you know, it's not always the best guy that wins. Sometimes it's just, it's just the guy that shows up on that night. Um, you know, I had a bad night. He had a good night. He ends up pulling out a really close decision. Uh, I look back and watch that fight. I'm not sure that uh, I agree with the way it was, was scored, but I mean, the reality is what it is. So um, there's a lot to learn from a loss if you're willing to, you know, kind of drop your guard, your ego and uh, accept it and, and figure out where you went wrong and, and, and try to correct those mistakes. The next time you come back, you're, you're better, you're, you're a better athlete. Well, we haven't seen you fight since, since that fight, May of last year, why haven't we seen you for a while now? I hope it wasn't injury. Was it something else? And when did you first say yes to fight Saeed? I said yes to fight Saeed in October. And I was ready and willing to fight pretty much all summer. I got right back in the gym. I uh, was preparing. And in hindsight, I was ready to fight immediately. But, you know, I don't think that was the best thing. I think I needed the time to kind of to change, to grow, to get better. And I think that the time that, uh, you know, from then till now, I feel like I've made a lot of corrections in my game. And I think that's what's going to take me uh, to where I want to go in the sport. Uh, I needed I needed time to, to fix mistakes. You know, I felt like I'd kind of been on this plateau for a while. And I really needed, I needed that Marab fight to, to, to push me to, to go to that next level and to, to be 
the athlete I know I'm capable of being because that loss, it hurt me. It hurt me bad. And uh, I just don't ever want to feel like that again. I don't ever want to feel like I will get out of the cage. Like I could have done more. I should have done more. Um, that was the, that was the hardest part about that, but I've had ample time to correct mistakes and, uh, you know, I've had ample time to prepare for Saeed. So honestly, it's a different feeling this time around. It's just a, it's just a readiness and a willingness to just to go out there and do what I know I'm capable of doing at this point. Well, Nurmagomedov has more reach than you. He's actually Cody quite unlike everybody people from his, uh, sorry. That everybody does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pocket-sized dynamite. <laughs> he's 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 quite unlike people from his area, though. I mean, he's more of a yep. kickboxer. Now, some would yep. say you need to to wrestle and grapple through this. How good is your prep for this one? What are your feelings? Well, I mean, I I came up with guys that kickbox a lot, like Saeed, that throw the spin kicks, they throw the the, the karate style, taekwondo style kicks. Uh, Darren Crookshank was one of my main training partners most of my fighting career. And he's known for being a great kicker. So I feel like guys that kick a lot, uh, I do well against just because I've seen it so much in the gym. You know, so when Saeed's name came across, I felt like that was, you know, the weapons that he's very, very good at. I'm very good at defending. So, and, you know, he's Dagestani, so I'm sure he's, he's no slouch in the grappling exchanges. He's going to be good. He's going to be He's going to be tough and, and he's not going to be a guy that you can just take down and hold down and, and, and just beat up for 15 minutes. He's not going to be that kind of guy. You know, I think the keys for me are just to, to get inside of his reach the same as basically every single person I fight. You know, I can't beat these guys on the outside. This is not, that's not a possibility for me. So uh, it's just about putting the pressure on and, and just being willing to, to go forward and, and press Saeed so that he can't get those those uh, fancy kicks and stuff uh, flying towards my head. You yourself are known for your spinning back kick. Is that something you specifically work at a lot as a fighting form or is it more instinct than training, Cody? It's Honestly, it's it's like the first kick I learned. It should have been, but it was. It was one of the first kicks I learned and uh, I always thought it was cool. Uh, so I practice it just religiously for a really, really long time. And now it's just something that I just naturally do. I don't, uh, I don't think about it. You know what I mean? If somebody steps a certain way, I just throw it. It's just something that that's kind of been imprinted into me. I don't even have to think about it. I don't, I don't practice it much anymore. Every now and then I'll throw one, but it's a good way to hurt your training partner. So you can't, you can't do that too often. What's your practice team looking like? Uh, who have you been practicing with? I mean, Vegas is a hotbed. I'm sure you have lots of training options, Cody. Yeah, I train, I train at Shrimp Couture, I train at 10th Planet in Las Vegas, I train a lot at the UFCPI. I uh, keep a pretty good mix, and it's really just, for me, it's just about finding, you know, the best guys uh, to train with all the time, you know what I mean? There's always a lot of really good guys at Shrimp Couture, there's always a lot of really tough grapplers at 10th Planet, and then I do like a lot of one-on-one sessions and strength conditioning at the UFCPI, so I feel like in Vegas, you kind of have the best of everything. You have, uh, you know, the best strength conditioning, the best the best coaching uh, in that regard at the PI. And then you have uh, just a ton of different, really, really hungry and really, really talented athletes that a lot of people know are training in the same room together. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a good mix. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not easy. It's never easy, right? The sport isn't easy. So you have to, you have to push yourself. And you know, there's a lot of days that I get beat up and I go home and I'm like, man, what happened? But it's like, today's actually a day that I might have got better. You know, I, mean, I might learn something from today. So I'm super thankful for all the people that have uh, stepped up and helped me prepare for this fight. 
you know, MMA fans would, would like to be a fly on the wall at the PI or, you know, some of these gyms that you guys train at. We also dramatize it a lot, thinking that, you know, competitive fighters, guys will be hanging out with each other, training on the next bench and things like that. It's like, it's like music fans finding two competitive singers in one studio together, making yeah. music. Uh, you know, yeah. have you, have you seen Saeed at, at, at the gym hung out or, you know, has he been around for you to take note of? I haven't seen I haven't seen him personally, but you see a lot of the guys that you could potentially fight on a daily basis at the PI or at any of the gyms. And you'd be surprised how cordial it is. You'd be surprised how the PI is kind of like a it's like a, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Artemis Hotel. It's like there's a bunch of hitmen in the same place together, but they're not allowed to do anything to each other, right? So everybody just kind of steers away. You know, you see someone you really don't like, you kind of just go the other direction or, you know, you don't, you don't make direct eye contact and you'd be surprised. There'll be, you know, at any given time, there'll be five guys in my weight class, you know, in the locker room together and nothing happens. No one says anything, nothing happens. It's really, if you bring a camera into the situation, that's when you start seeing things get complicated because nobody wants to be, you know, no one wants to be filmed with like a punk. So, I mean, as long as there's not a camera, everyone's pretty cool. As soon as you bring a camera into the situation, then things can can get out of hand fast. But it's been, it is, there's a definitely a weird energy, you know what I mean, when you're around people that you're potentially going to fight. But uh, I've kind of gotten used to it. I don't even think about it anymore. The Spartan, your moniker, nickname for Indian fans, we'd like to know how that came about, how it originated. I think it's so cool, the Spartan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, big fan of, of Greek history. I'm a big fan of Greek mythology. It always happened. Uh, when I was growing up, I grew up in a town, Sparta, Michigan. Uh, so my whole life, we were the Spartans. You know, when I played football, baseball, anything, I was a, I was a Spartan. Um, and then my brother, he uh, and my sister, uh, both my both my younger siblings, they went to Michigan State. They're the Spartans. And my mom was actually like, Cody, like, if you want to represent like where you're from, why wouldn't you be a Spartan? You know, I can't think of a, like a that, like a cooler warrior than a Spartan. You know what I mean? And uh, well, yeah, I guess I guess that that does fit, and it just it just stuck. You know, and I just I, I love the, the the Spartan motto and how they approached battle. You know what I mean? They they were very relaxed about it. They were confident in their preparation, and, and they went out were willing to to die for their cause and that in MMA, that's kind of the, the mindset you have to have, you know what I mean? You have to be able to deal with the pressures of, of what it means to get in the cage in front of, you know, millions of people. You have to be able to find some joy in that and then in the misery of, 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 of fighting, you know, you have to, you have to find the good things and you have to really enjoy it. You have to enjoy the, the competitive nature of, of the sport. Otherwise it just crushes you, you know, and that's something uh, I can say that I do, you know, that's why I've been successful in MMA is because I've, I love this. I love the, I love the sport. I love everything about it. You know, I think that that love is really what drives you to be good and what keeps you in the gym when there's a million things that can pull you out. So who's in your corner in this fight, Cody? I will have uh, Joseph Benavides. Um, I will have uh, Devin King, a longtime jiu-jitsu coach, someone I brought from Michigan, and then Eddie Bracco, my um, kickboxing. Your MMA idols and heroes when you were a kid growing up, who would they be? You know, uh, one guy that I always really looked up to was, uh, was Jose Aldo. Uh, just because in that time period, you know, when I first started being interested in MMA, he was like, he was, he was the best. You know I mean? Nobody touched him. Ten years, he was undefeated. He just... He just worked everybody over. And then, you know, another guy that I that I have a ton of respect for is Frankie Edgar. And crazy, 
you know, you fast forward a few years, like now these guys are in my weight class and they're not only, uh, you know, legends and, and some of the best to ever do it, but they're now potential opponents, right? It's like that saying, you know, you work so hard till your, your idols become your rivals. And now I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, my next fight could be against Jose Aldo or it could be against Frankie Edgar. And that is just so surreal to me. But at the same time, it's like, I earned this, you know, I earned, I earned that status to be amongst these people. And, you know, those just guys that I would like to fight in the future. There's two of them right there. Who first spurred you on to take up mar- uh, mixed martial arts? Uh, who was it as a kid who, who drove you to it and said, you know, it might not be a bad idea to pick this up. I was a pretty scrappy kid. Uh, and martial arts kind of found me fighting, found me. I was, uh, I was a kid that kind of dealt with things, uh, in a physical manner, let's just say. And that kind of led to me uh, wrestling. I, I grew up in a very uh, competitive wrestling town. My cousin uh, and his uncle owned a boxing gym. So that led me to, you know, boxing. And then, you know, I really had no interest in MMA or being a professional fighter. Uh, but as the sport started showing up in my area, I I was kind of looking at, you know, who was fighting and I went and watched a fight. And I was like, I can beat these guys. I have pretty extensive wrestling and boxing uh, amateur career. Like I can beat all these guys. And so I did it kind of as a bucket list thing. And then, you know, you fast forward a few years, I'm a professional. And now I have, you know, different goals. And my whole life is revolved around the sport. Lovely. If I'm not mistaken, you're from Michigan. And it's not really a hotbed for MMA or no. UFC talent. I mean, there's, there's Darren, there's Kevin Lee, there's you. You guys are actually now flag bearers. Do you keep an eye out for great talent coming out of your region? We always do yeah. when we're, you know, small town boys. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. And and I'll go. I mean, I, I have a lot of people out in Vegas. There's, uh, you know, anyone that, that is from Michigan or, uh, you know, from my area, I know how hard it is to make it, you know, when you're not from from one of those MMA hotbeds. So I try to coach and, and, and kind of be a mentor to those guys and kind of guide them like, Hey, this is what you should be doing. These are the things you need to do to get to the next level. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of an open door policy. If you're from Michigan and you, uh, you come to Las Vegas, you, you get a hold of me because I know where the training is stay at my house. You know, I, I take care of a lot of guys in that way. And that's just, you know, part of the sport, you know, you want to get back, you want to see other people succeed. That's just the martial arts way. Right. Lovely. You've won 12 of your 12 of your last 16 fights. What, what to you would be the most memorable victory in there, Cody, and why? Or maybe you can pick a couple. If you can't think of one, maybe a couple. Before, before the UFC, I fought a guy named, named uh, Farkad Sheripov, another Dagestani. Um, very good. And on paper, he's much better than me. Um, and I, he was kind of the first guy where he was a black belt in jiu-jitsu. He's a very good wrestler, very good boxer. Just good everywhere. Um, and he was the first guy that I fought where I was kind of unsure as to how I was going to get it done. I didn't really know how I was going to win. I just knew I was going to figure it out. I was going to find a way. Um, and that was kind of a turning point in my career where I realized, like, I can compete with anybody. You know what I mean? Anybody you put me in there against, I know I can do well against, you know, any any loss, anything that, you know, happened in my career. It's it's always been a relatively, you know, competitive fight. I know that, you know, I could be undefeated. I know I could be the, the best in the world. And that was like a turning point for me because I was outgunned, outmatched in every single way. Uh, but I went out there and I, I, I beat the guy for, for 15 minutes. I actually tore my ACL in the fight and still won. Um, and that was, that was just the point where I realized I'm like, it, it, I mean, literally, if I just set my mind to, to 
to wanting to win and, and I can, I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Like I'm athletic enough. I, I've trained hard enough that I can make it happen. That's where the kind of self-belief kind of really started for me. Fantastic. Have you ever been to, to my country, to India? Uh, I have not. I'd love oh, to come. <laughs> What's your favorite travel destination when you're away from the cage and you just want to chill out with family? Where do you like to go? Um, so there's a, there's a beach, there's a beach, uh, in Northern Michigan. It's a, uh, in Petoskey, it's this beautiful white sand beach, uh, on Lake Michigan, freshwater lake. And it's, it's, it's just surreal. You feel like you're in the Caribbean and that's one of my absolute favorite places in the whole world. That's, uh, I'm a beach guy. If I'm going on vacation, I, I don't want to have an itinerary. I don't want to do anything. I want to sit by the water in the sand, suntan, have a drink and just relax. I know you have a lot of professional acquaintances, you know, people you train with, uh, people in your corner. But, you know, are there any mates in, in MMA? I mean, I, I've heard you say somewhere that uh, Tony Laramie and you are, are buddies a little bit about your friendship. What do you think of Tony, maybe? Tony, Tony is a guy that, uh, one of those guys that, you know, he's, he's not from Michigan, but he's, he's close enough. I trained him, I knew him, and uh, he told me, you know, everything in Canada is shutting down. I don't know if I'm going to be able to train. I have a flight coming up in December. And so I was like, Tony, buy a plane ticket, dude come to Vegas. You can stay with me. Everything's taken care of. You know what I mean? Like all you got to do is get here. So you get here, you come to me to all, all, all my training sessions. Um, we'll get you ready for your fight. And uh, he came in October, uh, fought in December for LFA, won his fight. Um, this is another guy that I think is super talented. Uh, you know, a guy that is when you get him in the right environment, um, he's going to do really, really well. Uh, he, he's a guy that I, I think you know, we'll be in the UFC soon and, and, and he's going to be a hard guy to beat at 125 pounds. I mean, he is an absolute, he's, he's a powerhouse. I mean, everybody, I've, I watched him fight and spar with some of the best guys in the world at 125 pounds and watch him hold his own at 22 years old. I'm like, wow, this kid is really, he's something special. And he's definitely somebody that you want to watch out for in the future. Do you, do you like yourself or do you feel better at 145 or 135? Oh my God, I would much rather fight at 145 pounds. Uh, the weight cut is terrible. I mean, just dieting is terrible. You know what I mean? There's good food around you constantly. And uh, so, I mean, if I if, if I was taller and my arms were longer, there's no question I would be 145 pounder. I would never consider 135, but the 45 pounders are huge. They're doing the same thing I'm doing. These guys are 190 pounds. They're giant. Uh, they're cutting as much or more weight than I am to make 145 pounds. So it's like, you don't want to go into a fight with a disadvantage, right? So if everybody else is cutting 20 pounds, I'm like, no, I, I got to cut 20 pounds. You know, and if the guys in the top, the top guys in the world are doing it, I have to do that. Uh, you know, so as much as I hate the weight cut and, you know, the next mm -hmm. few days of this process, it's just a necessary evil of the sport. You know, I have to, I have to do it and I have to do it to compete and, uh, you know, compete with guys that are doing the same thing. You know, you don't, you don't want to be 20 pounds lighter than the guy you're fighting in the cage. My last question is, uh, what's on your playlist? Uh, what kind of music do you like listening to you uh, when you're training? And of course, when you're away from the cage or from the gym or from the PI and not training. So uh, away from the cage, I'm a uh, classic rock, uh, some old, older country. I'm, I, I listen to a lot of older, older music, 80s, 90s, 70s, uh, older stuff, nothing, nothing new. And then, uh, you know, when I'm working out, uh, I listen to a lot of Kanye and then old school rap some of the some of the heavy bass uh that's kind of stuff i work out too but Class, I'm just classic not, rock I'm, is there some linux yeah. skinner in there <laughs> of course i mean uh, my walkout song is is you know for 45 fights has been simple man 
Well, I'm just going to do simple man. So, yeah, big, big fan. Awesome. Uh, there you have it, UFC 270. It's uh, Cody against uh, Nurmagomedov. And thanks very much for, for speaking to me. I appreciate the time and effort. Thank you, Cody. Cheers. Bye-bye.